Welcome to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molin, currently from Vienna. And as always, enjoy the music. this intro song um shout out to green business and my dear friend moritz for yeah creating this beautiful intro song yeah thank you um yeah welcome back to another episode uh episode 23 what is the meaning of life anyways juicy topic juicy question um yeah it's gonna be very interesting but yeah a little recap i'm back in vienna i'm probably gonna be here for the next month um yeah working like really on Lumi, um, focusing on moving this really forward. Um, and yeah, it was very exciting stuff happening in Vienna. Very excited to be here. I um, met uh, one year ago when I was in autumn Vienna, also in Vienna, two amazing people at the co-working space. And I reached out to them like one and a half, two weeks ago with they, you know, how they're doing. And, you know, I, I'm looking for a co-working space as well. And then it turns out that they are kind of rented this really cool studio room which they want to turn into their own co-working space and yeah i met them a few days ago and it was such an ah, such a pleasure to meet them it was such a crazy creative energy there's so much fire and appetite and yeah it's gonna be amazing to work with them on projects together to work on lumi while i'm there uh, very very excited and if you're in vienna by the way <laughs> if you're in vienna and you're looking for a co-working space kind of like with where it's surrounded with very creative people who are, who want to create things and really like do amazing f stuff together um while having funny and good conversations uh, reach out to me um and join us in this co-working space and yeah well okay this was this week um i was good to see my dad again really happy that uh yeah he's fine and yeah it's been has been a very very exciting time in Vienna and I think for me it's beautiful as well because I've always had a difficult relationship with Vienna itself and coming back but now I'm very excited to be here a lot of stuff happening and also like with Lumi um, the plan is so me and my co-founder Niklas uh, yeah we're considering applying for the Y Combinator in Silicon Valley so the plan is in the next six to twelve months to apply a few times because it's quite hard to get in there and this would allow us to spend three months in silicon valley and really working on this idea while getting funding eventually but this is just a long-term goal currently um we're working on the early access version to get it out as soon as possible to really get feedback from people and see where we are basically with our intuition and what people really want and you will see in the next week maybe or like the next weeks already like I, I tested already like an early access um kind of like a teaser page um collected some feedback how people resonated to it so very small tests and there will be a chance to sign up yeah there's already the chance to sign up if you go to lumilumi.io so l-u-m-i-i.io there you can sign up for early access um yeah might come out end of this year hopefully it will 
And we want to then yeah, start a little uh, marketing campaign where we want to see, gather feedback and collect, uh, collect emails and yeah, just w get this product Lumi in people's hands and you know, see how, how it resonates and um, what people need actually and want. This also, yeah, this, wow, exciting days to be honest. Mm, and yeah, as always, uh, I think it's so important to just mention thank you so much for all the feedback and the support, either by listening, by sharing, or by rating this podcast. And if you want to support this podcast, uh, you know, like, yeah, give it a five star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcast, or share it with a friend if you think like there's something worth listening to. And most importantly, yeah, if you come back listening, that's uh, that's already amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so so much. And I think I should use this button way more often. So a round of applause for you. Yes. Mm. By the way, today <laughs> I have a very, very delicious team. I found so since Peru, I'm in love with 100% cacao from Peruvian cacao. It's, I think I mentioned in the previous episode, it's such an amazing alternative to tea or coffee in the afternoon. Like in the morning, if you kind of want to get going, I think an espresso or coffee is still way to go. But as you know, as the day progresses, um, I try to drink only one espresso per day nowadays in the morning and then um, drink tea. And now I found this cacao, 100% cacao. First, it's a bit, yeah, it's <laughs> something to get used to, this bitterness, but then you get, yeah, it's, mm, it's a very refined taste. And then I found this beautiful tea. It's a mixture of 100% cacao and chai. Um, it's a beautiful, um, yeah, it's a beautiful mixture. Very, the, the spices are amazing. Really warms you up from within. Perfect for the autumn and winter days. Mm -hmm. Let me take a sip. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> I can really recommend it. It's so delicious. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This week's topic. What is the meaning of life anyways? And this topic actually, um, the question inspired me or like this, the topic for this week's episode inspired me by a conversation I had with a dear friend of mine, Sanas. Shout out to you. Thank you so much. And it was, um, yeah, little disclaimer. So what, I, what the things on this episode is like all my personal reflections and what you will hear is just my thoughts uh, that I have that have been inspired by many, 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 many great people, by amazing books, by learning and failing, or self-reflection. This is not an absolute truth. You know, it's like take it really everything um, with a grain of salt and like, you know, it's keep in mind this is my subjective reflection and I sh I'm sharing this with you. It's a humble reflection on life, inspired by... Yeah, conversations with people, with um, by learning, by self-reflection, by failing, by also acknowledging how often I've lied to myself. And would love to hear your thoughts on this topic, because this is this is as everything else in life. It's um, it's all about the feedback mechanism. There's no absolute truth. It's kind of like we, we we construct our reality together in a sense. So what is the meaning of life? That's a very powerful question, isn't it? 
so many people of us, I'm sure, one way or the other, have been thinking about it. And when I thought about this question, I remembered my first time I was kind of like, hmm, how to say, confronted or inspired to think about it. And it was by reading the book Hitchhiker's Guide Through the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. I remember there was I was 15 or 16. And actually it was the very first book that inspired me or showed me that reading is actually something very joyful and inspiring, creative. At that age, around 15, 16, I was only exposed to, you know, school books. And they didn't really resonate with me. I was very, often very, yeah, it's very high up there. It was, it didn't really, there was no appetite. Of, it didn't really create any appetite, to be, to be honest, to really read about them. And it also showed me that reading is such a subjective and very personal experience. And it's all about finding your appetite. It's not about books itself. Hey, we should all read more books. No, it's just about what is your appetite. And finding this appetite, which when I talk about appetite, curiosity. And once you found, found your curiosity, reading becomes just another way to nurture and nourish this curiosity. You're in a fire, adding more wood to the fire, so to say. And this curiosity at some point might lead to a passion. And um, yeah, this passion might lead to a purpose. And this purpose might lead to mastery. It's quite a beautiful chain. <laughs> oh, I just took a sip of this tea. So, so good. Oh, yeah. If you can recommend any tea, any kind of teas that you've liked in the yeah, past weeks or days, please reach out. Would love to hear. Would love to try. So what is um, why? What is the meaning of life? Why is it so relevant to the book The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Because it's quite interesting. So like, without spoiling too much, but in this book, there's basically a super intelligent uh, yeah, race that builds this super intelligent computer called Deep Thought. Because they wanted to have this answer. They want to have the answer to the universe's ultimate question. What is the meaning of life, the universe, and everything else? And then Deep Thought, this super intelligent computer, <laughs> it took, them, took the computer like, okay, I, in approximately seven and a half million years, I will have the answer. <laughs> so this, this intelligent species waited for seven and a half million years to get the answer to the meaning of life, the universe, and everything else. And then... On that day, it was a huge celebration and a ceremony in a book. The computer would say, they would ask, do you get an answer to our question? And Deep Thought said, yes, I did. I found an answer to your question, the meaning of life, the universe, and everything else. And the answer is 42. And uh, of course, the <laughs> this intelligent race was like, 42? 42 what? And of course, we were not satisfied with this answer and we were very confused. And then Deep Thought said, 
well, I can give you a better answer if you give me a better question. <laughs> so then the book continues and it's all about like um, the deep thought that he, deep thought a computer can't give, can't calculate that question. It would need a even more intelligent computer. And the book is about how, yeah, how, yeah, how they would build this new, <laughs> this new computer that could give the question. It's a beautiful book. It's so funny. It's so, um, yeah, I think I read it at least four or five times in German and in English. I can really recommend it. It's um, a great book for, yeah, it's a starting point also into philosophy. I didn't know back then. It actually w was actually my very first philosophical book. Hmm. Wrapped as a science fiction book. <laughs> so then, of course, 42. And then um, if you... There's a lot of like theory you can Google about, you know, what, what's the real meaning behind 42. And I think Douglas Adams was a... Allegedly, also like a very um, passionate computer programmer. I was he did some computer programming at the time, and so they say the theory at the moment is that forty-two comes from the ASCII table. The ASCII table is just an encoded list table for computer language to get our characters. You know, like there's a code, a number for each character we know, like a letter or like a, a symbol. And when you look up on the table, on the ASCII table, you look up 42, you will find the star symbol. And the star symbol in programming is used as a wild card, which basically means whatever you want. <laughs> so, 42, that's the common theory out there, means life is whatever you want to make out of whatever you want it to be and first it's like okay wow whatever i want life to be it's a very good it can be very good but also very bad what if someone decides well i want you know i want that life uh, that i'm you know the only the only person who has all the money and everyone works for me what do we really mean, whatever you want? Who is you? <laughs> I think what the, the first step, so let's, uh, let's boil this down. I think the very first thing we can maybe extract from this is that you have a choice. You're not a puppet. And there's no puppet master. Life just, not, just doesn't happen to you and you just respond. I think it's very important. that we have actually agency in this life. We have a choice. And with a choice also comes a responsibility. And what do we mean by choice? A choice, for example, that how we react to situations, how we see life, that to understand that actually there's a stimulus. Between stimulus and response, there's this space. And in that space lies our freedom and our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our happiness. That's, by the way, a quote by Viktor Frankl. 
that we can choose. We're not we're not a slave to our negative emotions, to our responses, to our needs and lusts and desires. That actually we are in control. I think that's the first key takeaway we can get from this. Whatever you want from life, you have a choice. But with a choice and freedom <laughs> comes responsibility. That doesn't mean that you cannot blame and point fingers at anyone or anything. You're responsible for how you respond in life, what decisions you make. And then I think, um, because we <laughs> I went in the rabbit hole and like, Googled a lot about, you know, read a lot about these theories, what they would think, you know, what 42, what it means, whatever you want in life. And I think there was a lot of, uh, it's very, everything very um, rational and conceptual. What me, I think no one has really tried to also like reflect on is who is the you? So it is not what you want, but what the universe wants. So wait, what? Wait a second. Are you saying? <laughs> didn't you just say we're not? There's no puppet and puppet master. I did. And I think this is where we get into understanding actually that you equals the universe. You equals everything and everyone else. That there's no separation between you and the world. There's no separation between you and nature. There's no separation between you and other people. That this is... Everything is interconnected. It's one. What does it mean? Whatever you want. That actually, the first step to understand whatever you, and I mean we, as a community, I mean, that's the most beautiful thought we can have. It's not what you want, but what we want. <laughs> we as a collective. So how do we find this out? And this is what have been, you know, like, masters and enlightened people and people, you know, have been trying to tell us for, for thousands of years. Meditate, create space, create stillness. Start to listen within yourself again. And within yourself, you will find the space and the answers and all the wisdom of the universe. You will find, you will find exactly what the universe, what you want to do, why you're here, And how you, with your unique strength and your unique gifts, can contribute to this us. <laughs> Let me take a sip. So yeah. Listening to you, listen to within you. And I think this is where we kind of like got lost a bit in the last hundred years, which in a sense is a nanosecond in the lifespan of the universe, but 
we have been we currently, and I think that's also like very interesting to understand that you and me and we are part of this beautiful organism, a collective, a community. It's an organism that learns from each other. There's a feedback mechanism. We do things. We learn together. And there's unfortunately also conflict, a lot of suffering. But this conflict and suffering is a feedback mechanism what doesn't go well in this life. Because ultimately, the direction of the universe and what it wants, what I firmly believe is what we all want is peace, joy, creativity, love. And sometimes we derail. And then there's a feedback mechanism. And it's not the feedback is not always pleasant, to be honest. Sadly. So, what is the meaning of life? According to Dr. Adams, whatever you want. And this you is us. What we want as collective. Where do we want to go? So maybe a, a more concrete question is how can we, how can you create joy, peace, creativity, love, a sense of community? How can we do this? And this requires to start listening again. To listen to your inner voice. And we're not talking about the, the ego, which is always very present in your mind. It's all these thoughts that tell you who you are or are based on fears, insecurities, jealousy, greed, hate. And this is... Um, this is the part we should not nourish. We cannot ignore it. It will be there. But we have to understand there's a separation. We can choose to act on those kind of feelings and emotions. Or we can act on peace, happiness, joy, creativity and love and prosperity for everyone. And for this, at this point, I want to play actually. Because <laughs> once you actually go this path of spirituality and philosophy, you will find the same concepts and patterns over and over and over again. Actually, just the other day, I started to read another book by Alfred Adler. And, you know, it's remarkable that it doesn't matter. You'll find in all kinds of um, fields, be it, you know, quantum physics, physics, medicine, philosophy, psychology, spirituality, one way or the other, people come to the same conclusion. <laughs> and that's remarkable. Because one way or the other, why do we come to the same conclusion? Because there's no separation between all of us. We are one organism. We are connected. And now you listen to this and start like, what on earth is he talking? And it's very, yeah, I, I get it. I think for me it took years and now I, I slowly start to understand it. Also, like, not just on a conceptual well, uh, um, level, but also on a soul level and heart level where you actually start feeling it. And this is much, it just takes time and it takes commitment to really surrender. 
surrender and trusting the universe and us that we actually are here to do good. And for this, I actually prepared another video by Ellen Watts. I haven't played Ellen Watts in a long time. <laughs> Must be a few episodes. But um, here we go. It's a five minutes video. And it's all about uh, yeah, trusting the universe. All right, wait. I need to put the sound and enjoy. Lao Tzu puts it in this way. The great Tao flows everywhere, both to the left and to the right. It loves and nourishes all things, but does not lord it over them. And when merits are accomplished, it lays no claim to them. The more, therefore, you relinquish power, trust others, the more powerful you become. But in such a way that instead of having to lie awake nights, controlling everything, you do it beautifully by trusting the job to everyone else. And they carry it on for you. So you can go to sleep at night and trust your nervous system to wake you up in the morning. You can even tell it, I want to wake up at six o'clock and it will wake you up just like an alarm clock. This seems a sort of paradox to say this, but the principle of unity of coming to a sense of, of oneness with the whole of the rest of the universe is not to try to be, obtain power over the rest of the universe. That will only disturb it and uh, antagonize it and make it seem less one with you than ever. The way to become one with the universe is to trust it as another, as you would another and say, Let's see what you're going to do. But in doing that, you see, in saying that to everything else that you have been taught to think is not you, you are also saying it to yourself. Because finally, as I pointed out, you do not know where your decisions come from. So when we decide, we're always worrying, did I think this over long enough? Did I take enough data into consideration? And if you think it through, you find you never could take enough data into consideration. The data for a decision in any given situation is infinite. So what you do is you go through the motions of thinking out what you will do about this. And then when the time comes to act, you make a snap judgment. I mean, I'm speaking a little extremely, uh, making some fun of it and uh, so on, because after all, uh, we, we do occasionally get the vague outlines of things and make a right decision on rational grounds. But we fortunately forget the variables that could have interfered with this coming out right. It's amazing how often it works. But warriors are people who think of all the variables beyond their control and what might happen. So then when you make a decision, and it works out all right, 
I think very little of it has much to do with your conscious intent and control. But somehow or other, you are able to decide and control things more harmoniously if you delegate authority. Why, very great businessmen are those who can delegate authority. Trust others to work for them. Because those are people developing businesses on the same basic structure that is fundamental to a living organism. Delegation of authority. It loves and nourishes all things but does not lord it over them. And you see, then what is happening is this. The more you let go of it and trust it, as if it were quite other than you. The more you realize the inseparable identity of self and other. Powerful video. Um, I will link the complete video in the show notes. It continues. It's a nine minutes video. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. And I think there's like this next trap we fall into when we think about uh, surrendering the universe and trusting the universe. That means I don't have to do anything. Things will just happen. I can just lay on my couch. You know, like I can yeah, surrender to a nihilistic lifestyle. And actually, that's not exactly what it means at all. Trusting and surrendering to the universe means actually it's actually very, it's a choice, first of all. And it actually is very an active process. It's about A, creating space and time where you can listen to your inner world again, to find that inner voice that knows already what are you supposed to do in this life, how you're supposed to do things. And there's just this um, layer in between, which is this noise. It can be your ego, it can be your external world, people, what people, what other people's egos and maybe shadows tell you. And you get confused because you're so much in your head. There's like all these thoughts and voices and opinions, what you should do. It's all from the external. So what we have to do, and I think was, there's many practices out there, meditation, breath work, journaling, <laughs> is to find space, to check in, to look in the mirror, and let you look deep, deep inside of yourself. And there you will find all the answers already. And what I mean by you is us. And it's quite fascinating. The video talk about the business, for example, a company or any kind of organization. It's just another abstraction of what we know in our organism. It's coming together. It's like pulling together unique, how to say, 
beings with the unique strength to create. To acknowledge actually that we all come to this life a with a birthright, that we are children of this universe, but also that we come to this world with a unique, unique gift and strength that only flourishes in the collective. And by understanding that once we all find this unique gift and that we all work together in the collective, then the strength happens, then the collaboration happens, then the creation happens. And it is only that we walk the path of suffering when we fall into the trap of following and doing things based on fear, on jealousy, on hatred, on this notion that we are, we as you are special and separate from everyone else. Because in the end of the day, then we create borders, <laughs> we create separations. And why we do this? <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like we're just very afraid of letting go and surrendering that there's a much, there's a much bigger kind of like process happening. The process of universe, that there's like a collective creation happens that has been going on for billions of years since the Big Bang or beyond, who knows. There is no, yeah, there's no special being. It's just like this, uh, we are all, we are, and on the one hand, me and you as an individual, we are not special. But at the same time, we are as special as everyone else. But only in the collective, only when we work together, only when we actually just surrendering and listening to who we are and what makes us so unique. And then it will show us how we can contribute. And of course, it is normal that there's a feedback mechanism. There's a lot of trying things out. There's no answer. There's no clear path exactly. It's just like direction. And it's actually quite remarkable. It's just, again, another abstraction now that I'm back into this startup world and, and creating things. You, there's an impulse, a direction, a feeling there's no clear path ahead. So you start somewhere, you create something, and then you get feedback from the whole system, from the or organism. Then you iterate, you go back. And it's a process from going back and forth, learning. There's a feedback loop, and you find this feedback loop in every layer of society and organisms. It's quite remarkable. So... Um, wow, I'm coming to an end to this episode, I think. So again, these were my very, very humble reflections. Very subjective. I, I'm not here to tell you this is the meaning of life. This, is, this episode was really inspired by the conversation with a dear friend of mine, and I wanted to share these reflections with you. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this and your reflections. I think that's the most, that's how we learn. Again, feedback loop. This said, I really can hope for you that you find your space and time to find your inner voice again. Because there, th this is the space where we will meet. <laughs> so thank you again for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. The next, I think, fingers crossed, I've 
four amazing guests lined up. Let's see when we have time to record. It's going to be, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Also, it's very special guest. One of the guests is going to be with my dear, dear friend, Pete, with whom I had a podcast together already years ago. Futurish. It's still on Spotify. There's 30 episodes. <laughs> you can listen to it. And it was a ep- podcast we used to record once a month to kind of like maintain our long distance re- uh, friendship. And Pete was also the very first friend I started the Lumi method together with. And I said, hey, let's do a Futurish episode. So I think the next episode is going to be very geeky, very very rumbly, very white white, ni- white noise just for you. And I'm going to leave it at this. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day. And I'm very happy to experience this lifetime with you right now because I know how that without you, there wouldn't be, this really wouldn't, wouldn't exist. So thank you so much for existing. Thank you so much for being. You're amazing. Have a wonderful day and hope to see you <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> hope to have you as listener next week again. Have a wonderful day.